For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. How was Leavenworth? It was good, man. Love it over there. Yeah, it's like I've been there before, just passing through, though. Right. Um, went to Stevens Pass before. Yeah. So we took like a 20-minute ride up north of there to do some snowmobiling. Yeah. Uh, had never been on a snowmobile. Nice. Did you rent? You just found a place? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. I mean... Well worth it. Yeah. Great fun for the family. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you just get to see some sick views too. Oh yeah, for sure. But, um, the guy, so the instructor, when we were going, um, like right before we go and I'm up at the front, so I heard him. He's like, yeah, just relax the arms. You're going to hit some divots and just let it ride. Uh-huh. You know, like let the machine do the work because those things are heavy, like 700 pounds. I don't think anybody else heard him. And <laughs> So everybody else got like a full bicep, tricep, back, lat workout. And like my fingers just kind of hurt because I was hanging on so easy. You know, I wasn't tensing up. Now they backflip those things in the X Games. A couple times. Crazy. Crazy. (laughs) I shot my mouth off one time on Twitter. I was sitting at a bar watching the X Games. Yeah. Getting, Getting my buzz on a little bit with some buddies, you know. And so on Twitter, like the X Games were on at the bar and they were doing not the snowmobiles where they do the tricks, but they were doing snowmobile just long jump, like just see how far they could just straight jump them. Yeah. And on TV, to just to be fully honest, I mean, it wasn't interesting or fun to watch really because it's just the same thing over and over again and they're just beating each other by like a foot at a time. So it's in terms of like television entertainment, it wasn't that great, okay? So I went on Twitter and I was like, this event at the X Games is boring. You give me six months and I could I could do this. Do it. <laughs> and then ESPN and the X Games replied and they were like, all right, let's go, big guy. And, really? and then immediately I was like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want any part of that noise. <laughs> Deleted. Yeah. Deleted. I was like, oops, um, somebody must have been I got hacked for me. Yeah, oops. I got hacked. <laughs> All right, should we just start this thing? Well, yeah. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Oh. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. Takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Oh. Holy cat fish. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. it's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. I'm lifelong Seahawk fan Brett Davern, and he is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. I mean, 
buddy, you ready to do this show? We got a big show here. Lots to discuss. Still lots to discuss. You're only as good as your last performance. So let's do this. <laughs> I wish there wasn't as much to discuss. I, I kind of wish this, the offseason for the Seahawks was a little quieter. It would help my blood pressure come down a little bit. But lots to talk about with our team here. Uh, so let's get right to it. But before we do, let's talk about one of our sponsors, betonline.ag, the greatest sponsor ever or at least next to our other two great sponsors. Uh, they've been with us all season, and they're still with us. BetOnline.ag, everybody. Let me go to the copy, because they, they gave us new copy here, because uh, the tournament is coming. The March Madness, the college basketball tournament, is uh, closing in upon us, and the $100,000 Bracket Madness contest at BetOnline is the place to be for all of your bracketology. $100,000 up for grabs over there. Use our promo code. Believe, B-L-E-A-V. When you sign up at betonline.ag. You can also use your mobile device and uh, and get on to betonline.ag. You get, 50, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use that promo code. So go to betonline.ag. Your online sports book experts. Like I said, Lofa, lost to discuss with our favorite football team. Um, let's let's start off with uh, something maybe a little bit lighter, and then move into the heavy as we go along here. The Seahawks have three new coaches added to the staff: Carl Smith, Tracy Smith, and former player Deshaun Shed. Did you read that? What do you think? I did. Um, exciting, right? Yeah. I mean, Tater. Carl, as you know, his nickname. Why Tater. do they call him Tater? Huh? Why do they call him Tater? Do you think? Oh well, the story, the legend has it, because Tater is a legend that when he was in college, and I don't know where he went to college, but I asked him about this story because I know Tater very well from my Massachusetts days and Tracy. So Tater, when he, we'll call him Carl for the moment. When he went to college, he was a quarterback, and he was just first day. I guess he was out of practice, just zipping that thing around. And one of the coaches said, wow, you really throw that tater around. And then he became tater. That's it? Yeah. That's amazing. I love so, that it stuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly forgot his name was Carl Smith. Um, <laughs> he went to Tennessee. But that, but by that the way. is He's my guy. He, he coached me at SC. He was there for a year, my last year at SC. Um, came up with Pete and, you know, just very knowledgeable about football. And uh, situational football is really some some things that when I was on the headset with uh, with the Hawks in 15 and 16, you know, Tater just going through the scenarios because he was up in the booth with me. And mm-hmm. so it was cool to just kind of, you know, we're looking at the clock and, you know, helping manage the game. I mean, he had all of those things like just – Perfect. It was okay. it was awesome to watch how okay. his his mind is like a beautiful mind. Nice. And then his son, his son Tracy, um, who he's coached. I think it's been about six seven years now in the NFL. We both got our first. I think he was with Oakland or or Houston, but we both came in in fifteen and got our start there. And um, you know, uh, great guy. I we were rival high school quarterbacks in Massachusetts. <laughs> wow. I was K, I was King Philip, you know, the Warriors and he was with the the Franklin Panthers. Oh wow, so, okay. Um yeah, I got some familiarity there. Um that's my guy. Great addition there. And then Shed. Maybe you've seen this celebration, the finger wagging. Yeah. Uh 
One of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest guys I've ever seen. Um, you know, just tough. You know, he earned everything he got, man. And um, I know he's going to be a phenomenal coach. I can't wait to see, you know, what he what he adds to that secondary. Yeah, cool to see former players always come back and join the staff, especially players that we all we all liked and everything. So that's awesome. Um, I want to ask you though about the sort of like family within this coaching staff because a lot of some of Pete's sons are on the staff and now you know like you just said Carl Smith's son Tracy Smith's on the staff I mean is that normal throughout other NFL franchises or is this kind of something unique to the Seahawks and something Pete likes to do no I mean you, you see it all across the NFL mm-hmm. I mean uh Shanahan's yeah uh, you know and then uh Andy Reid and his sons I mean so um and then even with Gruden um, I don't know. I know his son's a strength coach or was for one of his teams. And then I think there's some connection there with McVeigh, like a, a nephew or, or a cousin or something. Mm-hmm. But um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's normal because I mean, if that's what dad does, much like my dad played football, I wanted to play football yeah. and you just, you can't help but be around it. And then there's um, you know, football was like the, the common the common topic of discussion with me and my dad. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Fucking shock, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and so um it's uh it's just you know, I think I think it's very natural yeah. or, or common. It seems that. more prevalent in football than any other sport. Maybe that's just because there's so many coaches on the staff usually, as opposed to like a baseball team or something like that, or basketball team. I don't know. Uh basketball is some coaches. Um I'm trying to think. Flip Saunders, his coach, um, did Luke Luke Walton and uh, Bill, yeah, Bill coach. I think yeah. so. I think they're Bill just usually coach. not on the yeah. staff at the same time, though. You know? Oh yeah, like, football. No. It's all. It just. I don't know. It's it's always a family affair with football, and and like you said, like your dad, and then you play. There's a lot of like that going on, generational. You know, um, the only baseball one I can really think of is like the Griffies, of course, famously up there in Seattle. Same. Team. How wild is it? Same that team at the same. He time. got to play. On the same team as his dad. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. That still is – it's got to be one of the most incredible feats that's ever happened. I mean, we may see it with LeBron and his kid in basketball, which would be awesome. That would but, be interesting. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. And then what was it that one time that, that Griffey, him and his dad, went back-to-back yeah, home runs, Yeah, back-to-back right? homers. Pretty cool. I don't think anything's ever going to beat that. No. Gives a me father-son chills. moment. Like, right. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, how incredible that must have been. For both, but as the dad, just like, my son's badass. So cool, right? <laughs> so cool. I can't remember who went second, though, because um, that's the interesting one there, is like, the, the whoever hit it first, whether it was junior or senior, I, I just pressure, can't remember off the top of my head. On the second yeah, the, the second guy up had to be thinking, all right, either like, okay, pops, I'll show you, or okay, son, watch this, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cool. One of the coolest we'll have Kate, we'll have Katie look that up ever. Yeah. Who hit first, <laughs> who hit second. Um, so from the lighthearted talking about family members as coaches uh, to the slightly more dramatic, uh, the releasing of Carlos Dunlap from the team, were you surprised by this? I mean, they free up $14 million on the salary cap, but he was pretty much the only thing going in the pass rush and helped bring – other guys into the pass rush once he came in, you know, freed up other guys to get after the quarterback. So, I mean, we need a pass rush. It just, I don't know. I was, I was very surprised by it. I, I think I even texted you, Brett. Yeah. And Katie. Yeah. Um, is the, the, I don't want to say the lone bright spot. 
you know, because Jay Reed came around after, you know, towards the end of the season once, you know, got some help with Dunlap. But, um, you know, that guy was making plays and making everybody else's life a little easier. Yeah. Now, $14 million is a lot, but I thought it was going to be a one-year extension, spread that out over two years with a couple extra bucks, you know, um, maybe up front to, like, give them a little security of, like, okay, they do want me here. And, you know, because I, I, th- I think he still has a lot of production left. Yeah, um, so do I. Just, and I, it, it, well, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say it doesn't, I like, wh- what is the answer? Like, who, wh- who are you going to bring in to fill that spot? Or do they think they already have someone on the team? Are they looking at someone in the draft? I mean, nothing there is guaranteed. So I don't know what they think the answer yeah. is after he leaves. Well, it, it's either that they don't think there's going to be much of a market for him, which I think there will be. Um, I think even this is he's at the stage, especially with all those losing seasons in Cincinnati that I could as scary as this is, I could see him going to the bucks and like the bucks letting Shaq Barrett walk mm-hmm. and just getting stronger, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with, with, you know, a guy like Dunlap. He's I hope hungry. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Knock yeah. on wood. Um, but may, I was hoping maybe we would see something released or, you know, in the, uh, in the work saying, Hey, we're working to resign him. Um, it just, it was, there was, because there was a three or four million guarantee coming up on the third or fourth league day, whatever it was, one of those stipulations. So they got out of it to, you know, and they do, they have 14 million in cap room or 18 now, but 14 freed up. So, you know, but yeah. I, I just don't know who you can sign for that. So, like you're saying, there might have, there has to be someone they have their eyes on in the draft, probably maybe a couple guys. Well, let me give you some numbers here. I saw this tweet and it just speaks to everything we're talking about. So, the Seahawks had 12 total sacks in seven games before Dunlap suited up for the team last year. Okay. After he suited up, they had 34 in nine games. They had 31 in the eight he played in and they had 13 in his first three. So, the pass rush production and the sack numbers went up the second he got here, and they weren't that high before that. And so, I mean, you know, it just kind of backs up everything that we're saying. Uh, they better have an answer or know what they're doing here. Otherwise, uh, I think Seahawk Nation will be asking a lot of questions about this move. Um, yeah. let's, let's, let's move on from that to more drama. With Russell Wilson, man. What's going on? I, I feel like this story should be over by now. Why is this thing lingering out here? And why haven't we heard from him directly, like we were saying on the last episode? And and when is he going to put this thing to bed? Or when are the Seahawks going to put this to bed? Or is it never going to be put to bed? And we're going to have to deal with this this entire offseason through the preseason and maybe even lingering into the regular season? Well, the only thing... I'm glad you went there because the only thing I could actually think the releasing of Dunlap to free up that kind of room is to maybe accommodate the request of Russ, you know, and, and go get a alignment or two. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But as for the drama, I mean, I need, I need the regular or the preseason to start ASAP just so we can stop talking and start playing some football. <laughs> I know. I don't like being part of this soap opera, you know, um, have you reached out to him? Have you reached out to Russ? I know you have his number. Uh, I reached out to his camp. <laughs> I don't believe you. No, I haven't talked to Russ. <laughs> Would you? Can you? Just text him. 
I don't think it would do any good. Yeah. And no, right. no, I don't. I don't talk to Russ like that. What happens between teammates in situations like this? Do you think Bobby's reaching out to him? Do you think current players on the team are just reaching out to him as a teammate? Have you been through this before? How does it work inside the locker room? I have not been through it, um, you know. But I, I would imagine, you know, that they. Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. As a leader of the team, you know, I would be concerned if another leader of the team was, you know, and I don't think he's, again, I'm still going to defend him saying I haven't really heard him say anything bad. There's a lot of reports of the camp that one thing he did say was doctored. They cut out the first thing, which yeah. he actually took the blame yeah. and said he should get the ball out quicker. But so. he watches SportsCenter, man. He knows that this story is out there lingering. He knows that Seahawk fans are on pins and needles, and it would be very simple for him to just squash all of this, and he's not. And I think that's maybe what's going to start rubbing fans the wrong way the longer this goes on. I don't know. I'm, you know, it's all stories until something comes out, you know, like, yeah, and, you know, you, the media, it's their job. Drum yeah. up more, you know, like yeah. just drum up more. Oh, Chicago is close to getting him. I know, but they wouldn't have a story if he just comes out and says, guys, I'm not going anywhere. I love the Seahawks. I love my teammates. I would like to get hit a little bit less. But other than that, I'm I'm here for at least this contract and let's just go play some football. They would have nothing to report on anymore. I guess, Brett. That I, I don't know. It seems just too makes too much sense. I'm also wondering if his fellow teammates and other, you know, at least the star players like we're talking about, Bobby the Bobby Wagners, uh the Tyler Lockett's of the team. I'm wondering if they're wondering about their own business decisions that they have to make going forward in, in terms of uh, staying with the team, not staying with the team, re-signing, not re-signing, because Russell being on the team or not being on the team would play into those decisions, right? So I, I guess that's why I'm also asking, would they be reaching out to him and saying, hey, man, are are you going somewhere? Should I be looking to go somewhere? What's going on here i mean i was on a tv show with a cast of of people and we would talk to each other about business things behind the scenes it, i i don't know it, i would find it hard to believe that they're not yeah but i don't conversating think anybody, about it yeah but i don't know i don't think anybody like you know makes where they go on a team right now currently under contract i don't think it matters like the drama of someone else that somebody else is going through in terms of like, because if, if they leave, if, if Russ does leave, then you think, you think Bobby and, and Lockett and all them are just going to be like, Oh, I'm, I want out too. No, I don't know if they'd want out too, but I would just would imagine that they would want to be secure in the team that's around them. And when all this is just like up in the air, I, how can you just sit next to the pool and enjoy yourself all summer long when you don't know if you got a quarterback or not? I don't know. I mean, I would just be more curious. I'd be texting them nonstop. Hey, are you on the team or not? What's up? I mean, because whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Like, you know, you it's not so going to. Well, I mean, now you're not going to be like, oh, I want to trade too. You know. Well, shit. What happens if there's nobody out there to pick up your contract? <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't know if I'm saying that they would be wanting a trade too. I would just be. Oh. I, I, I. I would just be so curious. Is my guy going to be here or not? And why would he just tell people and us and everybody? It's weird. I, I. I get it, but I mean, it's also. I mean, that's. That's his life, man. Like, yeah. you're not going to no, tell somebody what to do. Uh, you it, know, just. I mean, I'm sure there are conversations behind the scenes. Uh, between Pete, John, you know, and Russ, like 
I'm everybody I'm sure has reached out to him and talked to him, yeah. Bobby, KJ, all the guys. All right. And just they want to know what's going on, right. but it still doesn't mean you know, Russ doesn't owe it to anybody to come out and say, and I know that's, I know this frustrates you as a fan, Brett Davern. I know it does. He doesn't owe it to anybody. He's getting $35 million a year from this team. I mean, come on. Like he doesn't owe it to the people who buy his Jersey and buy the season tickets and support him in every way and donate to his charities and watch him when he hosts the Nickelodeon kids awards or whatever. I mean, I do think he kind of owes it to people to let people know what's going on. I'm just going to be flat honest about it. I mean, uh, you're the face of the franchise, you know? Just let us know. Are you happy or not? Are you staying or not? We want to know so we can all enjoy our summers. Come on, Russ. Let us know what's going on. Uh, All right, what what other topic we have? I'm so tired of talking about Russ. (laughs) I'm tired of talking about him too, and he's the one person on earth who could put a stop to it. I, look, there's the line in, in one of the Batman movies, I think, right? Alfred's talking to Batman. He says something about, you know, you're the hero or, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain or something like that. And for a long time and for so many years, Russell Wilson has only been the hero in the eyes of Seahawk fans. And, you know, it seems like his fellow teammates, his coaches, he's always the hero, the hero, the hero. And the longer this story goes on and the more drama that's surrounded by it and the more up in the air it is and the more nervous everybody becomes i think that he ultimately would end up becoming the villain and if he's so worried about his legacy like it seems like he is and i don't understand why he doesn't just come out and squash this whole thing well winning cures everything and pete john russ all the guys they win a lot of games so we'll worry about this when it's a real story okay if russ were to leave you really have no faith in John, Pete, and, and this team? Who's the quarterback? I don't know. No faith. I mean. Because I don't want Russ to leave, but I'll tell you this much. $35 million back in money can get you a hell of a lot of players. Yeah. Yeah, it can. Um, and I just, just don't. Don't. Don't forget a third round quarterback. Yeah. Took the Hawks to a Super Bowl championship in his second year. This is true. I don't know if there's any Russell Wilsons out there in the draft, really. I don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is really the answer either, though. You know, it's it's touching it can be touch and go even with a guy picked number one overall sometimes. So, you know, there's no guarantees in the draft at all. Um how I mean, what their record was what, eleven and five, twelve and four last year? Eleven and five. 11 and four. 12 and 4. 12 and 4. I mean, you'd have to say that Russell Wilson was kind of responsible for a lot of those wins. I mean, what is their record without him, you think? That team last year? Okay, but this is the thing. You take him out, it's not just a one for one. You take him out, you're going to go get five offensive linemen. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, Chris Carson's not getting touched until he gets to the secondary. Right. Like, and all of a sudden, the defense that's been out there for 70, 80 plays. Is only out there for 50 60. So, like, there's a lot that changes in that dynamic. Well, but this is why the fans are going to start to get pissed at him. I'm just telling you, Seahawks Nation is going to turn on him because guys like Tom Brady take less money so they can be better protected. Russ is making 35 mil a year. That doesn't free up a lot of space to get these linemen in there, yet, all he does is complain that he gets hit all the time. Well, bro, restructure your contract a little bit, be a little fan friendly, and then, you know what I mean? And then you'll have plenty of protection. 
Yeah, I mean, because that that's ultimately that's what happens when you build a team. All right, the first few years are easy. No, I'm not gonna say easy. Nothing's easy in this fucking game. Right. Nothing. Nothing is easy. You know, John and Pete have done a phenomenal job of building with you know core players through their drafts. But then, um, you know, the formula as it looked like was a strong ground game, and this was even going back to SC. I know Carson and and you know Liner won the Heisman. You know, two of my teammates, two great football players. But we had a top defense and we had a rushing game. And mm-hmm. Pete, we re, we ran the shit out of the ball and to open up the pass. And then and then we aired it out. Mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't always come out the gates just you know throwing it a hundred times. Yeah. And so and that's where I I you know listening to Pete in his conference you know uh, press conference and in the season I could hear the I want to get back to you know dominating the ground game and the clock. And so. You know, it's it's tough when you get down the road and you know, how do you hold on to everybody? You can't. Right. So So shouldn't they just cut ties with him then? Why not just cut him loose, get a bunch of draft picks back, find someone else just like you did with him originally, let him go to the Bears. I don't know. Maybe he goes nine and seven for the next five years, and then you you know, we're all sitting there like, Well, there you go, man. No, because you know, and I know this is, you know, you're going to yell at me when I say this. <laughs> Russ is one of the, Russ is one of the better big game quarterbacks. You know, there's a lot. Now, let's look at who Los Angeles just traded for. They just traded for Matthew Stafford. Oh, and three. They just traded a quarterback that's got more wins in one postseason than Matt's got games played, right? I think he didn't – in that trip to the Super Bowl that the Rams took, I think they, yeah. they won three. Yeah, sure. And or or two, they lost the Super Bowl. But he's got more experience in one postseason, yeah, than Stafford does with two more wins. And right. so that, you know, when everybody's saying, "Oh, we we just we did such a big upgrade with Stafford," in my mind, I'm like, I mean, he hasn't won a playoff game. Like, I, I don't know how you can compare the two, yeah, because the other guy got us to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, and even though Goff had a running game and Gurley and a top defense, you seeing these similarities? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of like what it takes. Look, I'm just looking at people, reading people, watching their facial expressions, watching how they talk. That's what we do as actors. I'm watching Pete, and I think Pete is sick to death of Russell Wilson. I'm just going to say it. I think Pete is like, you know what, bro? Then then go do you somewhere else, you know? I mean, if you would just throw the damn ball when we snap it, then you wouldn't get sacked all the damn time, and we'd be moving down the field. Like, I think Pete is tiring of Russell's routine, and I think so is our Seahawks fans the longer this goes on. I think people are like, you know what, man? You won one a long time ago. You went back to the second one. You threw the damn interception, and since then we can't get out of the divisional round. So what do you want from us, you know? It's a little like that's what I mean. You, he lingers around long enough to become. He's gonna linger around long enough to become the villain. Mm. He's gonna see. I think Russell Wilson's gonna watch this thing come full circle back upon him. Especially, like I said, if they go out in the divisional round again this coming year after this kind of drama. Pfft. Interesting. More drama than your favorite show, Bridgerton. <laughs> we'll see what happens. They just better not make another first round departure. Or not get past the divisional round again, because then this thing goes into you know nuke mode. I think that's when that's when we start to panic. That's <laughs> that's 
Fair enough. If it happens again. All right. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. eBay. (laughs) Where are we? eBay. Here it is. Hey, just want to give a brief moment to talk about one of our newest sponsors, eBay. The original sneaker marketplace. Um, eBay is where you go if you're a sneakerhead, basically. If you're looking for dead stock stuff, if you're looking for um, uh, pre-owned stuff, you go to eBay because they're the best at, at selling sneakers. They have an entire team of people who make sure that the sneakers are authentic. They stamp it with an authenticity guarantee so that you know what you're buying is what you're buying. And also, if you're selling uh, sneakers on eBay. It's the place to go sell your sneakers um, because there is no selling fees on sneakers that are $100 plus. So whether you're selling or buying, eBay is the place to go. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. And we do appreciate them sponsoring the show. What oh, by I the have? way, Griffey Sr. batted second, Griffey Jr. batted third. So senior went first. Yeah. And junior thought. It's usually how it goes. I, I can't let this stand. I got to get in there and show the old man what's up. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I don't really have too much else in the way of sports. Um, you know, I could ask you about the royal family, Prince, Prince Harry and the Duchess no, you, of Sussex, Meghan Markle. Tell, are you, are you in on you that tell story? me about it if you're going to ask me about it. What happened? Oh, a lot's happening, man. That royal family's got drama all over the place. They don't like Megan. Megan doesn't like them. People are making other people cry. Uh, there's like some allegations of racism and uh, bullying and all kinds of stuff. It's all a mess over there. I guess my question for you is, have you ever cared about the royal family? Because I, I don't at all. <laughs> I don't know why anyone does. No. Okay. Sorry. No. Yeah. Did you guys ever go play in London or anything? Or did that start up after you were done playing, kind of? We were supposed to play in China in 2009. Oh, that would be cool. I know. Beijing, I believe. Is that China? That's China, right? I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) more of a math guy than a geography buff. Uh, Yeah. No, I never played in London and uh, was supposed to play in China once upon a time. And you don't really care about the royal family, do you? I mean, no, no. That's how I feel too. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, why do they get so much coverage over here? You know, I don't know. I'm sure they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. I mean, every family fights. Yeah, right. Every right? family's got weirdos in it, and they're all inbred. So, of course, they're weird. That's it for the- I don't know that. <laughs> That's it for the Seahawks podcast today. Thanks for listening, everybody, on the Believe Sports Network. I'm Brett oh, Tavern. I said that. He's Lofa Tatupu. He didn't say that. <laughs> Incredible. Well, break us down, man. You break it down. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm breaking it down. Put your hand in the middle. I'm getting sick of the Seahawks drama, even though this is a Seahawks podcast. I, I, I just The soap opera is driving me crazy. So we're going to break it down to something that's not even Seahawks related. Let's break it down to the first family of baseball, the Griffies, junior and senior. Real, the real royal family. Sounds good. Okay. 
some of some of Seattle's first loves in the sports world, I would imagine, or at least mine when I was a young man growing up up there in the PNW. So, hands in the middle. Uh, Griffey's on three. Griffey's on me. One, two, three. Griffey's. Yeah, I like that one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.